0: Welcome for another episode of Backrow Center, a podcast about movies from Filmstreams, Omaha's nonprofit organization dedicated to the presentation and discussion of film. I'm Filmstreams Communications Director Patrick Kinney and I'm joined again by Filmstreams Artistic Director Diana Martinez and our Development Manager, Dana Ryan. Hello again, colleagues. Hi. Hi. For this May 2021 edition of Backrow Center, we bring you an episode about stars, big ol' movie stars. According to some reports, they're a dying breed. Despite some other reports, they're nothing like us, and we prefer it that way. But what makes a star? And what draws us to particular stars? Dana, Diana, if you agree that it's the pictures that got small, join me in the best seats in the house, back row center, for a discussion on our favorite movie stars. For this episode, we're joined by a special guest, Filmstream's Assistant General Manager, Crystal Hartford. Welcome, Crystal.
1: Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Tell the folks listening a bit about what you do with the organization.
1: Well, um, you know, I, uh, I kind of get things going in the front of the house, and I like to see myself as like a liaison between sort of like the, um, the admin side of what we do and uh, the operational side.
0: That's right. You're a busy person, basically.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: So in addition to that, you also have a background in theater.
1: I do, yeah. I have a a degree in in theater and acting.
0: So we thought it would be fun, especially to bring you on here and see if we got some theater kid energy on this episode.
1: (laughs) I'm here for it.
0: That's great. So (laughs) thanks again for joining us and um, let's just get into it. Uh, we thought it would be fun to explore this topic by getting a little personal. I think the way that we think about stars and the way that we follow them can be somewhat intimate. Like Beyonce has her beehive, Nikki has the barbs, and I personally refer to the cast of 30 Rocks as my best friends. So, like, a short while ago, the four of us shared with each other one of our favorite stars or our favorite star in a list of movies that showcase what we think is so great about them. And then the rest of us spent some time with those lists, immersing ourselves in these timeless performers. And then I called us all here today to discuss. So without further ado, I'd like to invite Diana to reveal the identity of her guiding star.
2: My guiding star um, is a... Indomitable woman um, who has, for the last two decades, taken TV, film, music, and tabloids by storm. Uh, she is Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all otherwise known as JLo. Yeah, <laughs> it was difficult for me to choose my guiding star.
0: Who were some others that were in the running?
2: Um, Tom Cruise was in the running. The Rock was in the running for a while.
0: Okay, so these are big stars. These are big stars. I like
2: a big star. You do. Mm -hmm. I do. Like when we're talking about stars, like this is my wheelhouse. This is literally what I study and talk about all the time when I'm teaching film classes or when I taught them, when I wrote my dissertation. Um, I love thinking about celebrity. And to me, the most important thing about celebrity is this fusion between the roles that they play and their lives outside of the screen. And I think like JLo is one kind of person, like it's so impossible to kind of separate the roles that she plays from what we know of her as a person, as a businesswoman. Um, and I also just think that she, because she traverses so many different fields of like music and acting and now like producing and she's an entrepreneur, um, she's also very underrated, I think, mm. in all of the things that she does. Okay um, I don't think that people would say she's the best actress or she's the best musician. I think people will say she's a great performer, but I think people underestimate like how incredibly like powerful she actually is in the in the industry
0: That's totally correct. There's always the subtext to her work of her personal life mm-hmm. um, and I think we can get into that with some of your picks. Would you like to share?
2: Yeah so my list was composed I tried to be as kind of encapsulating as of all the different genres she's worked in. Um, So Hustlers, which is the most recent film and the film, the first film, I think that kind of got her Oscar buzz. She did not get an Oscar nomination for it, although I still think she should have. And then The Wedding Planner wasn't on the list. It's a bonus, but we've talked about that before. Made in Manhattan, Out of Sight, Um, Gigli, which some people cite as one of the worst movies ever made in the history of film, and it stars her and Ben Affleck when they were dating... And they are now dating again, which is very exciting. We are breaking
0: breaking this news, by (laughs) the way. Look at how the room
2: was just revived. (laughs) I
0: was waiting. That
2: was my one in here.
3: (laughs) Let's talk about it.
0: Producer Josh did not know this.
1: Bennifer is back. Bennifer
3: Bennifer is back. They're like the cicadas 17 years (laughs) ago, (laughs) and they have re-emerged.
0: And now everybody's screaming their heads off about (laughs) it. It's
2: true. Yeah, Yeah, Maybe we're the cicadas. She's done action, she's done rom coms, she played a stripper, and then she's played like a dowdy maid. <laughs> like, I think some roles fit more than others. Um, and I was actually reading an interview with her, and one of the things that uh, one of her producing partners pointed out is that she's still kind of so underrated and in such a weird lane as an actress that, like, has somehow still not been like, folded into like the marvel cinematic universe right or like these big budget blockbusters um that you would think that someone with like who commands the level of like purchasing power like people will go see the things that she's in Um, you'd think that she'd have had those offers before and they're like no one's ever asked us that's so bizarre
3: that is weird because she i mean she just fits the she fits a superhero. Role.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I think one. Yeah. So I guess so. This is for Crystal and Dana. Um, did you get to re-familiarize yourself or see any of these movies for the first time? Mm-hmm. What did you see? Julie. Uh, oh. <laughs> that is
2: that is actually one of the worst movies. Oh, it's I've I, never I, seen it. I
3: avoided it. It's incredible.
2: If you want to be offended, <sighs> yeah, not good in its representation of disability at no.
1: all,
0: disability. or its,
2: or it's a representation no. of queerness, LGBT, and all. exactly. Yeah.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: They go after everybody,
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, no. same.
0: No. What even is it about? I don't. I have <laughs> no idea.
1: Crystal can tell us. So, Affleck is like a sort of wannabe gangster guy, and he has to take care. Of, he has to keep an eye on this disabled Ooh. man. Oh, cuz he kidnaps him. That's right. And oh. <laughs> then I'm sorry. No. Um, and then but Jlo's los also like keeping an eye on him cuz he's also she's also like a hit woman. And so of course they have to live in Ben Affleck's like crappy apartment together and like you know, like are they going to get together but she's oh, actually wow. a lesbian and so like the whole time he's like trying to like get in her, you know. Her pants the whole time, if sure. I may. and uh, it's just like absolutely obnoxious.
0: The subtext behind Gili was very much like this was like the Benifer relationship was revealed right. shortly mm-hmm. before the rollout of yeah. Gili, correct? That was the time like mm-hmm. it was like right. the they were both debuting and mm-hmm. it was sort of like the movie was a flop and then the relationship quickly was kind of fizzled yeah. yeah 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 they were
2: like probably just so embarrassed <laughs>
0: well, they had to have been
2: like that that was one of the interesting discourses around this film and around jennifer lopez in particular so one of the things about her is that she gets engaged a lot yeah. um, mm-hmm. she gets married a lot and so she made this film with um ben affleck she also made a bad not Critically well received film with Mark Anthony when they were married called Mm. El Cantante. Um, And so, like, the thing with her is always like she has this incredible chemistry with these men off screen, but like on screen,
0: Mm. it's like
2: who can replicate that with her? Um, And I watched Out of Sight Mm. and was thinking of Mr. Clooney Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and thinking also about like The Wedding Planner and how successful that film is. And I think there she needs to have a male lead who has a kind of snarky sarcasticness. And some kind of strength to them so that it feels like she's playing off an equal. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I just think the script was just garbage. Like, I feel
1: like if they right. would have had the right story... You it could have been a Could have been a yeah. great, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's
3: another pairing. chance. I don't, there's Good another tool. chance. I don't know. I think Ben Affleck... I mean, I actually enjoy Ben Affleck in some things, but, like, sure. I, on screen, he's not what she needs, I don't think. The way that he comes... Where that he plays off... I don't know. He's not... Yeah. He's usually like meek on, somehow he's so meek on film.
0: I thought Clooney was a great match yeah, for her. Yeah, I, I I think her character in mm-hmm. Out of Sight, and I could be wrong, I think that is a good character for her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very smart, sexy, complicated, but also not like super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it works really well for her. That movie is, you know, I think a lot of people will call that movie just like a run up to Ocean's Eleven, which is maybe fair, but... Yeah. Um, it's a good movie.
3: I, I think mm-hmm. that
0: movie's great. Yeah. And as far as like visually ar- iconic scenes, the like snowfall in that whole like hotel seduction sequence, mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool.
2: I remembered what sexy was. when I was going to say?
0: And it happened in Minneapolis. Is that, <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> in Minneapolis, <laughs> right? <laughs> Someplace where it snows. Buffalo, New York, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> What did you watch, Dana? Oh, I'm sorry. I okay. watched Made
3: in Manhattan. But I've seen that... I, to be fair, I'd seen all of these. Um, and I have I mean, and I love Made in Manhattan for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why because it's not a good movie. <laughs> I will just admit it. It's, it's not. But it's something... It's fine. It's one of those movies that I can watch over and over again because there's just something easy about it to me. And because I love watching Jennifer Lopez get into that white suit.
2: Yes. That
3: dream of a suit. Yeah. I
2: mean, if I could own one... Mm-hmm. I would, and I always think in that movie the <laughs> most look like that. In one. yeah. Like the most realistic thing is that when she's wearing that white suit and she's gonna sit on a bench and then she immediately takes a newspaper and puts it down <laughs> yes. because like yeah. that's what like poor people would do. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, exactly like,
3: what poor people would like. I'm not, not messing not ruin, this
0: up. <laughs> not ruining nope. this.
4: Mm-mm.
3: Yeah, but then I always get nervous with the newsprint because I'm like that newsprint's gonna rub oh, off. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, it's gonna rub up. off. No, you yes. just have to sit very still. Dism- there's Dism- any moisture yeah. at all yeah. yeah there's no way I'm going near a white suit like that no I know I mean I could never wear it but it's amazing when she puts it on anyway yeah and I, I I like Ralph Fiennes as well it's such a but I agree that they're not necessarily the best match on screen because again he sort of plays that weird I don't know what it is about I mean he's Voldemort it's that he's <laughs> he's Voldemort <laughs> I mean, I love him, but he mm-hmm. uh yeah, he's just a, he's just not what you're saying. he's not that smart, like that snarky charming thing about him. he doesn't have that like quick wit that Clooney has that I think plays well with j Lo
2: or the charisma. I feel like maybe she's just, and this mm. is just me because I love her, but like mm. I just think she just she's so charismatic mm. that it's I think hard for another male lead who's maybe charismatic in a different way, yeah. like not as energetic yeah um, to play off of her because I think you're right like Ray, Ray Fines is like you know very like put him with Kate Winslet oh yeah. great yeah. you know oh, like that's yeah. a beautiful mm-hmm. pairing or what what was her name
3: <clears throat> Rachel Weiss Weiss oh Rachel such oh, yeah. a good oh, yeah. pairing those two together yeah. sexy super sexy yeah. and hot but like yeah not with J-Lo
0: Shout out to Hustlers, too. I think that's one that a lot of oh, us yeah. have also seen. Oh, my gosh. Um, it just, which, is, which was very good. <laughs> it's Crystal was very a good by husband, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I think that's one that... I mean, we'll see. I think like it has fallen out of the conversation. But when I first saw it, I felt like this is one that may not get like, the awards attention that it deserves, but it'll stick around in the conversation longer. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I think it deserved awards.
0: I do, too. Mm-hmm. It was you know, really good.
2: I think like, that is a film... Um, during that award season that I thought would be more of a promising young woman kind of break mm. out oh, okay, like promising yeah. young woman to me is still not like your traditional Academy Award fare. Mm-hmm. Like it's a genre film. It's like mm-hmm. funny and, um, stylistically kind of like interesting. And I thought that hustlers had the same thing. And like, for me, it's just like iconic, like her in that fur. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. On the coloring roof. in that in the film. On the That's roof.
1: So cool. and, then and you're just
2: like, <laughs> my mind was blown. It
0: completely <laughs> changed. I, I
2: could not understand what I was seeing at the moment.
0: It completely changed uh, Criminal in pop yes. culture. The oh Fiona my. Apple song.
2: It all goes back to Fiona.
0: It all goes back to Fiona. Always goes back to Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, for me too.
2: One of the things that I think is interesting about Jennifer Lopez, um, and I think we maybe talked about this when we talked about in the Wedding Planner episode, Um, is that, like, as a Latina, she still plays ethnically ambiguous roles. Mm. Like, she doesn't really play Latina. Like, she's often Italian. Yeah. yeah, Or just, like, has white parents.
0: Out of sight, yeah. (laughs) But you're just like,
2: you're like, okay, I don't see this, (laughs) but I I guess it's fine. Um, You know, or her race just isn't explained at all. And I think what I... um, is interesting about seeing her career develop is that like with her breakthrough role as selena who's like such like a latin american like latina icon she really had to embrace her latinidad in a way because of that film like i think she would have probably been very happy existing in this ambiguous space but there was also a demand made of her of like these other audiences to like embrace being Latina like her Spanish has gotten so much better she produces music in Spanish all the time now so it's just really interesting to see um, how stars and their people like also take advantage of like markets that are open to them that might not be open to like other other
0: stars sure I mean people as in like management or as in like us the fans
2: oh I think her management but also her fans like I think you know after playing Selena I think you know, Latino community kind of expected her to maintain those ties with her. And her casting in that film was actually really controversial. Um, So they held a really huge open call casting. Um, They wanted supposedly an unknown to play Selena. And it was like tens of thousands of women all around the country going to these open call auditions. And they ended up going with Jennifer Lopez, um, who was a professional actress, um, who is not Mexican, or Mexican-American who, you know, barely spoke Spanish, which is fine because neither did Selena. Um, But it did kind of seem as though they were, I don't know, maybe whitewashing Selena in some way. Selena was known for having, like, indigenous features and for being fuller-figured, and, like, Jennifer Lopez was kind of like a compromise in a way. Um, So she was not at all, like, from the outset embraced as Selena, even though I think now it has become like an iconic role for her, um, and one that she, in recent years, has I think been more embracing of publicly. I have to say the my
3: the show that ha- that put J Lo like into my heart is World of Dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. First yeah. of all, I love that show, mm-hmm. but. I love her on that show.
0: All right, I think that's a good final word on JLo, lo uh, who will live in, a, in our hearts forever. Um, let's turn to Dana now. Dana, tell us a bit about the star that you picked, a little bit about why, and then uh, give us that reading list, or the reading list, the viewing list that you provided us.
3: One. So I chose Lakeith Stanfield. So he's a newer actor, um, and I would say so, and that's why I chose him is because he's been in he's been in these movies in the last seven years that, um, uh, yeah, he's been in the background of. But every time I've seen one of those movies with him in the background, I've remembered him, uh, and maybe I didn't know his name until. Get Out, I think, is when I learned his name. And, and honestly, he has a small part and a small role in Get Out. Um, he's really just a been a supporting actor up until this last year for, for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and the, I will say that, I, so I had a really hard time. I, I mean, it was hard choosing him as a newer actor because I don't have as much knowledge, or I would even say as much like passion as I have for other actors. But I think it's I think he's really important mm-hmm. um, I think it's important that we talk about his work and that people know who he is because mm-hmm. I think that I think that he is gonna be a long-haul actor I think he's mm-hmm. gonna be a person that we see for many many years in many many films like
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally mm-hmm.
3: yeah I'll say like uh,
1: when I watched straight out of Compton it took me a while to rem- I, like, didn't know it was him. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It was really funny. I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, he's Snoop Dogg. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: First just... time I watched it, like, you know, because you just, I learned who he, who he kind of was, like, sort of after mm-hmm. that movie came out. It was a weird, yeah, definitely a weird connection. Excellent yeah. job. Nails oh, my it. gosh. He's so good. He's so you good think it's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. He, wow, he does so. Yeah. I, one of the greatest things about him, I think, also on film Even when he's not talking, he has this look about him, and it happens even when he's smiling. He looks, you know that there is so much going on in his soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how he looks on screen Mm -hmm. to me. His Mm -hmm. eyes are so, I mean, sad, even when he looks happy. And I just, I mean, that's why I'm just drawn to him, because I want to know all about who he is as a character um why is he doing the things that he's doing I mean in short term 12 his first scene they send him to his room but he sets the stage I mean he tells them he said you know he's he's pissed because he's being called underprivileged and he's like choose your words wisely and you know and then they're like go to your room and then he's gone you know so he again he's it's not like he has these huge roles um in all of those films but um yeah so the films though that i did choose short term 12 which is his very first film straight out of compton which is a must watch get out i've chose so many uh <laughs> dope is also a must watch mm-hmm. uh and then judas and the black messiah again his only leading role in all of those films um so that one is also very important to watch
1: oh yeah that one woo. That was incredible. Yeah, my stomach hurt like the entire time I was watching. Yeah, that super film. stressful movie.
0: <laughs> Listen back to our previous episode on yeah. uh, the yeah. Oscars for our full for extended discussion on that one. For yeah. sure, uh, we yeah. really liked that movie. Yeah, a lot.
3: fantastic.
0: And that actually kind of like the discussion of Lakeith Stanfield in that episode kind of like spurred was the seed for this the the idea for this episode. Yeah,
3: another mm-hmm. reason why I chose him because we already kind of hinted on that, and I thought, yep, yeah, let's talk about him. Um, my other choices, though, is what number one is George Clooney. Been in love with George Clooney since I was can, can I remember. Yeah, since ER, since ER for sure. <laughs> and I rewatched all of ER, you know, in t- summer of twenty twenty during quarantine. There's a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> a lot. <laughs> but George Clooney is. A babe and a star on that show. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God, he made it big because he should have made it big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at him walking around in this ER.
1: Remember when he was on Roseanne? Yes. He is not
0: lovable in that. He's
3: not. He's less lovable, but yeah. you're still like,
1: okay. Yeah, Fisher. Look
3: at the star. Look at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at you know, him go. Look at his
2: hair. That hair. Oh,
3: anyway. Love it. Um, but yeah, so which, uh, who watched what
2: films? I went for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, so. I will say for as little of a kind of filmography that he has, you can tell that this is someone with good taste. Um, And I think like, that's really important because like compared to like Jennifer Lopez who has had some stinkers. Right. And, and I, and I don't mean this in like a like pejorative way, but like there are different kinds of stars and like for someone like Jennifer Lopez and like, she's like a worker, you know, like she'll just kind of like, pick a project and she's like, I'm going to make this the best project that it can be. And then other people who feel like they're more selective, right. That like may have the same capacity for work, but are just like more discerning in their tastes who can kind of like see if they fit or if they don't fit, you know, whereas like some people can't quite distinguish, like maybe I'm not the right person for this role. Maybe it's someone else. Yeah, Yeah. Um, And I think Lakeith Stanfield has that. And I think that's why he does give this impression that, like, this is someone who's going to stick around for a long time. Because I think he has that same, um, you know, like, taste level as, like, a Denzel, right? Which, like, he only really picks roles that he's contributing something to the story. Even if they are these, like, smaller roles, or kind of, like, crucial
1: roles. Right. That's funny you mentioned Denzel, because he, he does give me Denzel vibes. Like, and I don't know if it's because of like that selective nature. He just picks really, he has, he plays really good roles, you know? Um,
0: there's that simmering quality too, that like that Dana kind of hinted at, that I think is like common where it's like, there's just a lot going on in the performance at all times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Even in get out, like, mm-hmm. th- you know,
0: so small, such a crucial role. So <laughs> absolutely. memorable. I, absolutely. Yeah, so
3: memorable. And it's, yeah. a, it's one of the most important roles. It's what, what triggers like him knowing that there's something wrong, especially wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: They're like, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah. I have a question for crystal. Actually. I'm not an actor. I don't, I've never wanted to act like purposefully get up somewhere in front of people. That's so funny. Cause you're such a good, like, speaker. no, yeah. but, but so to me, it's always like really interesting um, to think about like what, what drives actors towards certain roles. So, like, is that something that y'all talk about, like, when you're studying theater? Or is it just, like, go out, do, do anything open or possible? Do you think of, like, well, this is my type. Like, this is the kinds of roles that I should be playing. Like, how do you conceive of your... I guess, like career as an actor, like how much do you think about that?
1: I mean, I suppose it depends on like where you're at in your acting career. But like, I've never been like the type to be like picky. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I will do that, you know. But, um, you know, I think, you know, once you kind of reach a certain point in your career and you can start picking and choosing, like, I think anything that would be super like challenging would be mm-hmm. like, you know, really welcome. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like oh I've or I've never played a you know 18th century lady before <laughs> I'll play her now you know what I yeah. mean like mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, I think that would definitely play into like at least my like preferences would be just something totally new or I'm not playing the 20 year old girlfriend anymore you know like mm-hmm. thank God you know now mm-hmm. I get to play like like a stronger. Person, you more know, substantive or like, person. Exactly. When well,
0: I feel like at a certain point in your career, you would want to do that ex- experimentation, absolutely, and like mm-hmm. testing out. But hopefully not on like the say the stage of like a like Lakeith Stanfield's first movie was mm-hmm. not a huge movie, but a pretty widely seen indie film. Mm-hmm. And then that was his first, and then he went on into bigger movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not huge. He wasn't Selma, like,
3: but yeah, smaller. Yeah, he but was like small. he
0: never really had that because I don't think he did stage, so he never really had that time to like not to like experiment while nobody was watching really, you know? <laughs> and I want to say, like, to your point, Diana, when we were talking about J Lo, I feel like because of that and because he's younger, like Keith Stanfield is not as controlled mm-hmm. with his public image. Um right. he's a yeah. young person on social media that is clearly not being managed or handled. Yeah and, mm-hmm. handled yeah. Yeah. The and there's then, been some brush yeah. ups on there for sure. Yeah. yeah. We should say. Yeah. Um But, I mean, there's something kind of pure about that, I guess, in a weird way, even though he's messed up, um, that he isn't controlled or handled to the same extent. Um, I mean, like, you know, when he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah... His post was like, "LOL, I'm the first person with a face tattoo to ever be nominated for an Oscar," <laughs> which is like what's great and improbable about mm-hmm. his career and him and his like mm-hmm. social media presence. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it makes you wonder like if J Lo would have had like Instagram back Ooh. in like the '90s. You know what Whoa. I mean? Like when Selena came out. Like I don't yeah. know. Who knows? You she know? Would,
2: yeah. I mean, she has. God, there's this one like really iconic interview that she gave where she was like basically like bad mouthing like Gwyneth Paltrow and like all of these stars mm, in Hollywood awesome. and were like, <laughs> they're boring and bland. And like, why would anybody <laughs> want like she's had her her moments? Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is so interesting, though, um, is that this still happens so early on in like people's careers at like the Oscar level. Like, I feel like mm. if you're nominated for an Oscar, like you should have that PR unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know. But this is this is a thing that happens a lot to like actors of color in particular. Like getting good representation is really tough. But also like working with the most expensive PR people. Like you know th- they're not actors who are valued. So like don't have as like manicured presences at the beginning of their career as like some other actors might might have the privilege to have.
0: Well, I think, yeah, this is somebody that, I mean, yeah, I am so excited for the rest of his career. Yeah, definitely. Um, he is somebody, one of the criteria for this exercise was like, who's the person who you look forward to their next movie and you're going to make note and try to watch it. No matter what it is, like the next thing that like Keith Steinfeld is in, I'm going to watch it because yeah. of him. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. The next film that he has... Um, that just wrapped production on is with Regina King, Idris Elba, Delroy Lindo called "The Harder They Fall." Whoa. Whoa. What? When an outlaw Man. discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this western. Western. A western. Idris loves a western, and he's
0: he's a. I'm yeah. He's, for it. he's good a enough, good yeah. cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cowboy. Uh, Somebody could have picked Idris.
3: I
1: love Idris. I know. Too. Now that we're saying it, I'm like oh.
3: But I will say one of the
1: things like that,
2: hours of watching that well, guy. Yeah. One of the things
3: that I read about Lakeith is he really wants to play a villain, like a DC Comics villain. He would mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. He yeah. wants that to be the Joker. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes, we all just did. It would be so got, like, good. It would just be did.
2: amazing.
3: It would be oh, so wow. good. I know people are scared because Heath Ledger really did it good. Mm-hmm. He did a great Joker. Mm-hmm. And so people are nervous to follow that up. But I, sure. think,
2: I think he is one actor time. I would not be nervous about yeah.
3: for this yeah. time. Yeah. He has the
2: eyes for it. Those mm-hmm. eyes are...
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like
0: to see him do that. I
2: know. Yeah. Let's
3: yeah. Get, make that happen. But it's
2: also like, unlike Joaquin Phoenix, who I think is in the vein mm-hmm. of a Heath Ledger in terms of like type, like I feel like Lakeith Stanfield would have like a like a different take oh, that I definitely. would be excited to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it wouldn't just be like, oh, some other guy kind of like this other guy playing right. the same character. Yeah, that's true. I forgot
3: about the Joker with Joaquin and that movie was terrifying to me for some reason because I for just... For some reason? I mean, <laughs> was, I mean, because I thought like, this is him. Is this uh, Joaquin?
4: Oh, uh, <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. This is how he is in real life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although that man, that's another great, great weird actor. Yeah, he's yeah, great that's to true. watch. He's amazing. That's
0: true. Let's now turn. This is going to be a tone shift, a much different actor. Uh, Let's talk about Crystal's pick.
4: Yeah,
1: I picked Kate Winslet, which uh, I feel like is a good segue because we were talking about somebody who can be selective, and has been selective in her career. Um, I just love her. I like, I feel like she just brings like, so much charisma to everything she does. Um, And for me, as someone who studied acting in the past, like to me, it's all about believability for me. And I like, absolutely believe her. And that's to anything I watch, I could be watching the worst just the, the lamest TV show in the world. And I'm like, oh, I don't believe a word they're saying. And that's just, like, my biggest, like, gripe. But, um, you know, we, we all, you know, came to know her in, you know, this movie about a boat called the Titanic or whatever. But even, like, even that, she was playing, like, a rich lady, and you, like, felt for her, you know? Mm-hmm. She, like, brought this sort of, like, girl-next-door, like, energy to it where you were like, yeah, yeah get it, get the, get the guy, you Save know? this like, woman from the
2: aristocracy, exactly. please.
1: And, uh, <laughs> please. Um, and she even, uh, she even admits that she thinks that Leo could have fit on that door, by the way. Oh, 100%. Yeah, of course. 100%. Of course Kate does, yes. Yeah, because that's what Kate does. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just watch her, um, just the movies that she's, she's, you know, chose over the years to, like, star in, and, She can do it all. She can do it all, you know. Um, So I just kind of threw a couple of like movies on my list, like *Sense and Sensibility*, *Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind*. Which, when people are like, "What's your favorite movie?", which is like an impossible question. That's my. That's the one I throw out because to me, that's just like, to me, one of the most perfect movies. It's the Uh, same over here. Same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just and it kills me every time. And when I was rewatching it, I was still like. Dying, oh, yeah. I was it breaks like, my heart. It breaks my heart every time. Um, so I could probably do a whole show about that movie just on its own. And then um, Quills, because that was one of like the first ones I saw, like post Titanic, that at a young age quite scandalized. And Hell then, then yeah. um, <laughs> we have to talk about the reader because she won mm-hmm. her Oscar for the reader. So. Yeah,
0: it's a great list.
2: I love that movie and I love that book see and I haven't read the book I I, weirdly I actually read the book before I saw the movie and when I saw the movie I was like yes like it was it was really like my vision of like what the movie was or like should be oh good that like never happens yeah it doesn't ever happen (laughs) that's awesome yeah I need to read that
1: one but yeah what do you what do you uh, well I will say like I was really pleased because Diana was like
2: I was thinking of picking Kate so (laughs) I was like oh cool Yeah, I I know what I'm talking about, you know? Well, because she's one of those people that I'm like, Kate Winslow's in it. How bad can it be?
3: Uh huh.
1: Exactly. I agree. Yeah, totally. Mm
2: -hmm. Is anyone watching her new show on HBO? Yes, I watched the first Mm -hmm. two episodes.
0: Mayor? It's good. Mayor of It's Town. good.
2: Town. I mean, in terms of plot, like anything happening, no, nothing really happens, but it's Kate Winslet. Does anything need to happen? <laughs> yeah. I just need to watch her go through her emotions, and to me, life. that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, she is one of these actresses who I think could just do, like, it's like a film that's just like a character study mm-hmm. of her staring out a window, and I'm just like, give it an I'm Oscar, in. please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you all watch anything in particular, or do you have anything you want
0: to... I went right in for Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. Um... I own that one on VHS, so it was a oh, arms reach away. I That's have it why. on DVD. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, um, for sure. Emma Thompson writing the script. Mm-hmm. Always just one of my favorite facts about Emma Thompson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ang Lee directing. I mean, it's a dream. It's a dream team. It is. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Alan
1: Rickman in there, and
0: and Alan Rickman, huge, huge Grant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, hugely granting yes um
3: Um, because didn't you just recently watch this i did i watched sense and sensibility We we talked about this a little bit i think we talked about
2: this in our first episode Mm -hmm. when we talked about new films to us yeah oh Oh, Oh, i watched it for the first time over quarantine Mm -hmm. um i think what's interesting about kate winslet and what's interesting in terms of like mayor of east town which is like her new show on hbo which like I said, like I think is really good. Um, and it would, I would watch it just for her. But I do like her in a period piece. Mm-hmm. She feels like she is of a different time. Like to me, she's you. one of these actresses like Gwyneth Paltrow that I'm like, you're not modern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that sliding doors when like, go back to 1800s. Yeah. It just, it fits so well to her. And I think okay, like yeah. Sense and Sensibility is like the perfect film for this. Like it just, like her body just, like, moves in, like, an elegant way that, like, modern people just flop about now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Genteel. <laughs> it's so true. Restrained, it had- it's restrained. It's very, yeah. very restrained yeah. movie. Yeah, mm.
3: But also, she's the wild one in that.
0: That's the thing. It takes a special person to be, like, the wild one
2: mm-hmm. in a but Jane also Austen. also the wild one in a Jane Austen. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's
0: still not going to be... You've got to sell that you're the wild one in yeah, the least wild movie. Mm-hmm. It's, like... It's such a calming movie. It is <laughs> yes. the movie is a cup of tea. And oh, even when
3: she's oh, I feel so stressed when she's like stranded in the the rain. Mm-hmm. Yes, to oh, so get So
2: sick. She's gonna catch a deadly oh. cold. Willoughby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that little rat bastard. Oh, oh no, dare. he's terrible. That dare is the worst. Yeah. He's Rickman, terrible. though, what a uh, that mm-hmm. movie's great. Yeah. But and they end up being a great little couple.
0: No, I was so happy for them. But yeah, very Jane Austen <laughs> to like be pining over somebody in the rain and nearly die of chills. Oh, for chill. sure.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah, exactly. You, get a, you catch a chill. People I was, used to die of chills. I
0: was out in the rain I, yeah. too long. <laughs> no, and I understand. Every, I time it I,
3: every time I watch a movie though where the bloodletting happens, oh. I get oh. so frustrated because I'm like, what are you doing? You're killing her! You need that blood! <laughs> How <laughs> do you not
4: know?
3: I mean, I get so mad at the
1: screen. It was an
0: infectious fever. I'm do like, you know how to how do not to drain
3: it. her blood it she turns needs out
1: it. it turns out all that blood in your body is there for like a reason
3: <laughs> you need it to pump <laughs> your heart <laughs> this is the things I see, yeah. scream at I, guess no, I agree
2: fun. anytime yeah. I also see a bloodletting mm-hmm. scene I'm like it's not working or the
3: leeches like get the leeches out of here get them off of me immediately okay
0: new proposed Diana proposed series <laughs> Leeches in film. <laughs> Leeches in film. <laughs> Bloodletting on tape. Or maybe or like film.
1: bad ideas in film, bad ideas in <laughs> bad ideas. medical quandaries of the yeah. 70s yeah. and 80s. Oh my yeah.
0: god. <laughs> I got a title. The series could be called Hey Sawbones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Coming soon. Coming soon. But this too, like Sense and Sensibility, it um, wasn't her first film by any means, but it was mm-hmm. like one of her first mm-hmm. major, you know, like, um, you know, she. Emma Emma Thompson, like, really loved her audition and, like, really wanted her to be in it. And so that, yeah, this is a really, really, really uh, sort of, like, a the diving board for her into, like, glory. But, yeah, she's interesting, too. She, her parents were actors, and she did have, like, some acting background, but, like, she was working at, like, a deli, and when she got the call that she landed the role in Heavenly Creatures, and I just think she's just, it just comes naturally for her, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's, I love that, and... I think one of the reasons I loved her in Eternal Sunshine is because, like, if I think about that role in that movie, I wouldn't have thought of her and Jim Carrey, like, initially mm. for either one of those, like, yeah. if, if I was casting. Right. So I think that's why that movie is so f- refreshing is because mm-hmm. you see these two people playing, to me, two roles that I haven't really seen them do, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pretty fascinating. Like, it's not a period piece, no, she's a pretty wild, crazy gal, like pretty, like you know, um, impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, and there he is, like not the Jim Carrey that we saw on in *Living Color* by any means. Mm-hmm. No, you know,
2: and uh, I love, I just love that movie. Yeah, yeah. That does seem to be a thread in her work, though, right? Like this. Um the woman has who has kind of like an inner wildness. For sure. Right? Yeah, like that's the, a good point. Uh, it's this, you know, same role in Titanic and eternal sunshine Quills. and sense of um, sensibility and heavenly creatures. Right. She's like yeah. this just woman who like doesn't want to prescribe to like the traditional roles that she's been given. That's
1: a really good point. That's that's her through line.
2: Yeah. And the film I watched was Revolutionary Road, oh, which is like Break yes. your heart. Totally that. Break your heart. Her and Leo once again. I love that movie. I love that movie. And she, she really encapsulates the like, you know, get this woman out of this perfect domestic yeah. life. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. she really can show you the, um, you know, like she's, she's a white British lady, and, but she, I think, can really show you the, that like, along with the privileges, there are trappings to it.
1: You know, it makes oh, you really look sympathetic
2: to those things and the roles that she plays, which I think is really valuable, actually.
1: In that movie, like,
2: <clears throat> I didn't really
1: know much about it going into it. It's a book as well, which I have not mm-hmm. read. But I was shocked. Like, incredible. Everyone was like, oh, it's Leo and Kate back together again. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the trappings of, yeah, like, what, what one would think would be a perfect, you know, like, situation mm-hmm. or, like, you
0: know. The gilded cage. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. 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 There's that kitchen scene in Revolutionary Road. Yeah. That. Holy smokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I guess everyone should get divorced immediately. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> Yeah. Turns out. It turns out. I mean, 50% of us already do.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. No. <laughs> everyone go get divorced. Is
0: what we're <laughs> <laughs> A lot of action items in this episode.
3: <laughs> we, have, we have steps. See, oh, little that was children. on my list, too. I had a huge
1: little list. Children, yeah, little right. Children, if you haven't seen it.
2: Little Children is a
1: messed
3: up film.
2: Yes, yeah. it
1: is. I don't even know what to say. The laundry scene? Yeah, yeah, do yourself a favor. <laughs> yeah, it's something
3: where I get uncomfortable and have to leave the room. <laughs> <Ew>. um, <laughs> I'd rather talk about that other stuff.
1: <laughs> That's another thing I love about her is, like, she um, isn't afraid to... Uh, show a vulnerable side, you know? She's always been very, like, um, open about, like, being proud of her body and, like, showing it in its, like, natural state. She's, (laughs) like, naked in every movie. I know, and I love that.
2: And She loves it.
1: Yeah, and I love that she loves that because that's a very freeing, you know, idea. Mm
3: -hmm. So So I watched Quills again, which uh, I hadn't seen in probably since it first came out, mm -hmm. and I like to call that movie (laughs) Picasso. Oh, my
0: God. Was that not like some kind of like you know sun or mirror headline or something?
3: <laughs> was it?
0: I don't know. Like, I
3: mean, maybe that's where they I got love it from. A like play. they love a pun and they I love wordplay. Whatever, how many years that came out ago? Maybe I read that somewhere. If there
0: so. was a New York Post like cover <laughs> <Sure>. about it,
2: Picasso! Exclamation points! You mean Picasso? Oh, you mean Picasso?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Jeffrey no, that's Rush, like a... so, What Jeffrey Rush in that movie? I don't know. They play really well off of each other in the yeah. strangest way. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is because it's weird to me. I look at them and I'm not, I'm like, how is this? How is there like an attractiveness sure. happening for either one of them, mm. to be honest? But like, uh, yeah. But then it works. Yeah. They make it work because they're both excellent
1: actors. Yeah. Mm. That's another one where I was like, who would be playing this role if it wasn't Jeffrey Rush? Mm-hmm. I had a moment where I was like, I couldn't figure out anyone else for that role. Yeah. Alan
0: Robin Rickman. Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams.
2: But that also goes to like the enormous talent of casting directors. Um, like I know this God. is about stars, mm-hmm. but like casting directors and agents are the ones who like see the potential mm-hmm. in people, mm-hmm. um, which I just think is, yeah, like, like the eternal sunshine thing. Like yeah. who, who thought of putting them right. together? Mm-hmm. Who was like, yes, they have chemistry. Yeah. I hope they're <laughs> millionaires. Uh huh. They they're, well I don't think so. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of a thankless job, but
0: all right with that, I think we'll uh, I'll, I'll turn the scrutiny to myself and mm-hmm. talk about uh, my star. I kind of wanted to I intentionally wanted to approach this a little bit differently. Uh, the person that I picked is not necessarily a movie star, not a star star, mm-hmm. but I think the people, the actors that I am drawn to have a lower profile and just bring some like weird they just bring a strange energy that is un ignorable and unshakable <laughs> but they are not, like the tabloids don't cover them, um, but they just live large in like it does encourage a very specific kind of fandom, mm-hmm. like I think like the epitome of this for me is like a Harry Dean Stanton, who oh, I did not yeah. pick, but like there's mm-hmm. legions of people who are obsessed with this mm-hmm. this actor for his very particular qualities, and he's well known, but he's not a movie star mm-hmm.
4: Right.
0: so mm-hmm. I was always going to pick somebody a like a character
4: this. actor, yeah
0: First, I was going to pick Bruno Kirby. Oh, yeah. But we've discussed uh, When Harry Met Sally every oh, episode yeah, of this podcast true. Yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, that's true. Can't
2: say we won't discuss it this episode. Yeah. Here and we it, are discussing it. it. <laughs> would have been, yeah, it would have been the crux Producer of the conversation about Bruno Kirby.
0: So I instead picked Fred Ward. Oh, yeah. Who is a very specific actor that... Maybe the people who are listening to this have never heard of, but you've seen him you in things. You
2: definitely have yeah. seen his face.
0: He I'm... brings a rakish charm, <laughs> a, a chaotic energy, and dashing good looks to everything he's ever been in. So I picked the following Fred Ward films as exemplars of what he brings to, to the table. Uh, the Right Stuff, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, which is one of the only movies he ever actually was the star of, the lead of, uh, Trimmers. Shortcuts and Joe Dirt. Um, and uh, he has, yeah, very, his profile varies. His screen time, I should say, varies quite a bit in each of these films. Um, Tremors is, of course, a two-hander with Kevin Bacon. He's the star of Remo Williams. Another one that he starred in is Henry in June, um, which is like on the other end of the spectrum. It's like an art house film, mm-hmm. but um, it's just not as fun for me, because it doesn't, <laughs> it stands out from the rest of these performances, because he's not quite doing that like, hey, crazy guy thing, uh, <laughs> that he's doing in pretty much the rest of these. Even the right stuff, which is, he's playing uh, Gus Grisham, Grissom, the astronaut in that. He still is doing his his thing. His thing.
1: Oh, he's, yeah. a yeah, he he's a cowboy. Yeah, He's a cowboy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I had to Google Google him at first, just to get the image, and I was like, I love him, you know, he just has that, but yeah, we, I just recently watched, uh, the right stuff like over quarantine. I mean, I think I'd, would seen it before. Um, wow. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say.
0: That's a movie that I can always put on.
1: Always. Yeah. That's
0: like a background movie yeah, for me. Yeah, that's a good background.
1: And I love, I mean, I love Sam Shepard. He's like my, yeah. I mean, Incredible. he's, you know, theater nerd. Yeah, you know? totally. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um. And it's funny because like that's how I knew of him was from being a playwright, and then you, you go and you re- rewatch these movies, and you're like, oh wait, like, he, he had a huge acting career. He did, know? yeah. Like, R. I. P. Um, yep. But yeah, Fred is, uh, and and that role in particular is like super heartbreaking, and um, and Gus had Gus had a really sad life.
0: He did, yeah. After
1: that, but not to talk about Gus, but yeah, Fred, Fred's you know portrayal was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Incredible. he's like, so for those, yeah, I guess maybe I'll get into this. And
2: I watched Tremors. You did? Was yay! that the first time? No, it was not oh, the first okay. time I'm watching Tremors. That's one of my favorite movies. No, Parker had made me watch it before. Um, and <laughs> Thanks, Parker. I knew that he was in the room with me, so I was like, you want to watch Tremors? He's like, there's never a bad day for Tremors. He's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes? So I watched uh, The Great Fred Ward as Earl Bass. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's great. This is, it's a really fun film. I think Kevin Bacon is an underrated actor, and, mm-hmm. but also obviously the actor that connects all of Hollywood yes. together. Yeah. Um, and I think Fred Ward, he does his cowboy stuff.
0: It is the role that epitomizes yes. his thing. What he does.
2: But it's it's like a it's a type though, and it's somehow like a throwback to like a like old old Hollywood movie star charisma that I don't think like newer actors really have or mm-hmm. I would even actually say that I think he's veering more towards like that like George Clooney smart Alecino. Yeah, no
0: he, um, if Clooney were goofier. Yeah. Or doofier. Goofier or doofier. Uh, we'd be more in the ballpark. But It'd I think goofier. You know, yeah, maybe he's. But goofy. I
2: don't know. I, don't I actually, know if that's right. I actually don't find Fred Ward that goofy. Yeah, I don't mm. either. I think the goofiness maybe comes from the films that are a product of their time. But I think okay. him as an actor is just like.
3: He he reminds yeah. me like f- he re- even if he's playing a bad character like a bad person there he's just likable. He reminds yeah. me of like a friend's dad. <laughs> When I was in high school, that I was like, "Your dad's so something. You know, something about him seems a little like rough, but he's like so likable and Mm -hmm. cool somehow. Cool dad. I don't know, but not like it's fun. Not like a
2: cool dad. But I think it's. I admire this dad. Maybe (laughs) I'd like this dad to be my dad. Like his Mm -hmm. dad's
3: out there. Yeah, he's out there grilling some things, just doing weird stuff like a dad would do. But this dad (laughs) is inviting somehow. Yeah, yeah. He wants me and my friends to hang out, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. A welcoming
3: dad. Yeah. I don't know. That's what he reminds me of. Every
2: movie. Even, a sense
0: of fun, a sense of play. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just Just easy. Charisma. Yeah.
2: Now I have a question for you. Well, it's it can be extended to anyone, but I think for me it's Patrick in particular because I knew the type of people he was going to pick. Yeah. Do you think that if you were an actor, this is the type of actor you'd want to be?
0: Without oh. question. <laughs> yeah. Like, these are yeah. the kind of roles,
2: like, this is your, this is your yes. niche.
0: Without question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, looking at this list, one of the reasons why I picked this list is that it is, so I'd say uh, Shortcuts and The Right Stuff have fantastic reputations. Mm-hmm. They are on lists. Shortcuts is a Robert Altman movie. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Um, and then, Remo Williams is a cult. Cult classic.
3: Available for free and full on YouTube. And I watched it.
0: Oh, you did? <laughs>
3: That's the one I watched.
0: Well, let's, let me, I'll finish this no, and then we'll get that. into it. Uh, and Tremors as well, but like, I think like a more esteemed cult classic. Like people are still like recommending it and making mm-hmm. their partners watch it. <laughs> and yeah, and Joe Dirt, I think is just another kind of like B movie that yeah. has a following for sure, but it is, you know, it is not, it, it was not in good taste when it came out.
2: Right. Yes. And he
0: still completely makes a meal of his one scene in Joe Dirt. <laughs> like he He's kind of
2: doing that scenery and munching down.
0: It might be the only thing you remember about that movie if you watch it one time, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go all over the board. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Remo. <laughs> let's talk about Remo Williams.
3: Well, I really didn't know what was going on. Okay. I mean, I did, but I. I mean, it's a very. <sighs>
0: <laughs> yeah okay so it was supposed to scene be
3: is all, first of all the opening scene I was like what the hell is gonna happen here <laughs> yeah. what is this guy doing in the car what I just the whole thing was just bizarre and I honestly like so just knowing that he hasn't he's led had a career in you know as a character actor or as the background actor um, I mean I see why <laughs>
0: His lead acting is is very strange. It's hard uh, yeah. to follow
3: him. Yeah. I, I didn't believe anything that he was doing. But again, I liked him. But <laughs> but I didn't I was like, this guy is acting like you know what I mean. This yeah. is yeah. what no. he's really doing. He's not really this weird agent. He cannot dodge bullets. No. <laughs> like those were the things that were really getting to me.
0: <laughs> and I think ultimately that's why. So this is supposed to be, it's called Rima Williams, The Adventure Begins the adventure ended with that movie. <laughs> it was supposed to be a uh, like a franchise and it didn't work uh, and Aww. it's you know
2: but i don't yeah. know you don't think i'm sorry i'm i'm i want to ca- i want to cast fred ward in something great yeah, like yeah, you don't yeah, think that if well, he was in like a true grit or like oh, a, yes. uh, like if we swapped oh, Jeff Bridges sure. out of some things and put
4: Oh, he
2: could Like, don't he could you
3: be think?
4: a good wow. swap. He that, could
3: be a, a swap for Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I
2: agree. Yeah. He, so, he, I don't think it's about his power hard. to lead a film. I think it's, it's just a bad movie. I mean, I watched <laughs> the first five minutes of it. I'm going to be honest. That's how I know it's free on YouTube. <laughs> okay. And that's why I, I was like, I know why it's free on YouTube. And <laughs> yeah. And when did Remo <laughs> no come one out? No, Copyright off. Okay. Okay. 83, 85 85 Okay. Yeah. It,
3: it reminds right. me it reminds it's the uh the way it looks is supposed to kind of I think be reminiscent of like Big Trouble in Little China it's is what it reminded me of. Yeah, like, or, and
0: there's like some very offensive um, yellow face in it oh, yeah. throughout. Um
3: But there's and then also though, there, there's not very much dialogue. That's the other part that's weird is I'm like, did he did like did he talk any much?
0: Well, let's be honest. There is a 40-minute training montage in the middle. Most of the movie is training montage. I'm
3: sorry, 40 minutes? Yeah. And it's like two hours. Not long enough? Over two hours. (laughs) There's not a lot of dialogue happening. I don't know. And he looks weird as a a young person, to be honest. (laughs) I think he looks so much better uh, He
0: needed some... Yeah, like Clooney. Mm -hmm. Yes, he looks great He needs some years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Okay, I'm going to have to...
2: At least watch the first five minutes. My argument is that give him Jeff Bridges' career.
0: I love that. I can see I, that. The difference is wow. that you can actually. Be I able to am understand so touched. I did not them. know what kind of reception Fred Ward was going <laughs> to get, but give him Jeff Bridges' career is the thing is we <laughs> would <laughs> the, uh, c- like the
3: clarity of a Fred Ward's speech. Hands down, (laughs) it's over. That's true. Jeff Bridges. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love Jeff Bridges, but wow. Sometimes I wonder how he gets any roles not understanding a single thing that he says. It's that mumbling. It is real. It's a mumble. Wait, what do you think? Like, you would rather have, if you were going to be a movie star, you'd rather be like a star?
2: Yeah, yeah. That was kind of my question. Like, are your picks... In some way, like, aspirational. Like, if you were an actor, this is the kind of career you'd want to have. Because I don't think, like... I'm cool with being the person who's, like, not that great at anything, but who's, like, kind of okay at, like, a lot of things. Well, that describes me as a person. Like a master (laughs) of none type of thing. Yeah. Zero
3: excellence.
1: But, like, I... And
2: I think, like... I think Jennifer Lopez is good at things. She's much better at things than I think people give her credit for. Yeah. But I also think that she just kind of has this ethos of, like... I'm just going to like work really hard. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like that, that will lead to success as opposed to like, in there was this documentary that I watched where she's like, I know I'm not the best singer. She's like, I know she's like, people make fun of me all the time. She's like, but I love it. So I want to do it.
1: She's not a bad singer. But
3: she's not the best. I but
1: she's agree, not the and best. That's I agree and that's fine. And that's what she said. And she's yes. like, "But I'm just
2: gonna like work hard and I'm gonna do it." If I can and, sell records and eat and
3: chill
0: But then that's who you want to do the Super Bowl, right? Exactly. Is somebody right. who is going to work super hard and yeah, put on an uh-huh. amazing yeah. show? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, like but that's the, why uh, they asked Adele to do the Super Bowl once, and she was like, "No."
2: Yeah.
4: Because <laughs> no. Because no. no. I'm
0: because not a, no. not a a cry at the Super Bowl. Yeah. First of all, yeah, yeah.
3: Ever seen a backup dancer for Adele? Weird.
0: They're just doing interpretive.
2: I guess I won't invite you to my Adele dance program. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I'd be a part of that
0: Adele dance workout. That I would
2: be. I've been an Adele
3: backup dancer mm-hmm. in a different time mm-hmm. in my life, but no.
2: Yeah. So yes, like I think to me, like she, she is aspirational. Her career is aspirational in that way, hmm. of just like you know what, if you just like work really hard, you can be like really great at this thing that other people like Kate Winslet are like kind of prodigies at. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Effortlessness. Mm -hmm.
3: I want the J-Lo money, but with a real low-key celebrity like Fred Ward.
2: (laughs) You want to be Fred Ward with J-Lo money?
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So does Fred Ward. Yeah, I'm sure he would love (laughs) a slice of that. That's
1: what I was going to say is when you're like a huge star like that, you know. life is just so not
3: yours anymore. Yeah. I think that's the part that I would, I mean, I, I just...
0: Well, isn't that something Kate Winslet specifically had to like really work hard at to like after Titanic, she, she blew just blew up. Yeah. Yeah, and then she had to work at getting a pr- like privacy back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. I think she succeeded yeah. in a way that a lot of people never can. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think yeah, like, she made the choice to turn down a lot of huge roles after Titanic and just kind of do her own thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that probably helped out with some of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Took I the really, scrutiny off of her. And chose to go the art house
3: route yeah.
2: rather than, like, the big budget blockbusters, which mm-hmm. I'm sure were offered to her afterwards. But Yeah, Yeah,
3: yeah I just think that's... I mean, I know that J-Lo, obviously, I mean, she looks like she enjoys her life and, you know, runs it well. But that, I mean, I think about having to live that way and how stressed out that makes me. I mean, just thinking about having to have handlers and people
0: Mm -hmm. shuttling Ben Affleck to and from your LA mansion. I was going to say the fact
1: that we even know about her, like, you know, like personal life. Oh,
0: so much about it.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. much. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it is, you know, she has been engaged quite a few times mm -hmm. more than probably most people that we know. Which is probably a product of celebrity.
2: but No, I know. I mean, that, and that is the terrible thing about celebrity. Wh- and is a question that I have, which is like, why is it that way? Mm-hmm. Like, is it because we as an audience demand it to be that way?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like we've had these documentaries about like Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a reevaluation of like Jessica Simpson and Paris Hilton and like these... Women who are in the media and in the paparazzi and like er- the early aughts at the height of the, like the paparazzi power, mm-hmm. um, that you really think of like yeah it it would suck to be Jennifer Lopez but like how much of that infrastructure that she has to set up is because of like us. consumers demand mm-hmm. yeah to know who she's dating like yeah. who mm-hmm. are we to care who she's dating that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I clicked on that article. Mm-hmm. I saw the pictures of them in her truck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How many times do I go on to an actor's Wikipedia page only to truck right to the personal life section? Yeah. <laughs> or only because of the personal life section. Yeah. Yeah. We're sick. But it, is,
2: <laughs> it, but
1: it
3: is also interesting to see the variations of very huge stars. Definitely, there's some something that happens with someone that they are treated differently by paparazzi and press mm. uh, than others. And and mm. I, I agree that the 90s and the 2000s were like this brutal, I think, time frame for paparazzi, especially for, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, for everyone, I think. But I don't know, I, mean, I think men, tons of really famous stars live in LA mm-hmm. and aren't chased around by the paparazzi nonstop. Well,
0: but, they don't have to be now because of, I mean, think about, I think it started for me like with Gawker. Yeah, where mm-hmm. it was like crowdsourced It's like the gig. You know, paparazzi is now like a gig economy yeah. thing, or like it's democratized, mm-hmm. or like du mm-hmm. something like that, where people are sending in these blind items to these, mm-hmm. to somebody who will just publish, will, po- will post everything. Yeah, anonymously. yeah, anonymously. Like, um, yeah, you don't even have to be very famous anymore mm-hmm. for people on the internet to become obsessed with like minor details of mm-hmm. your personal life. It's, I think it's tough right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's in some ways it's less intense on s- like it, certain, a smaller amount of individuals mm-hmm. like it was back then. But now it's like, if you've been on like a CW series, if you're <laughs> you a, are
2: on Riverdale. Yeah. yeah I mean, you are yeah. Well, open are... to
0: like microscopic scrutiny.
2: Yeah.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah. It is bad. (laughs) (laughs) But you get to be.
2: (laughs) No, no, but I, but I think what makes it valuable and we're like, I'm happy that we're doing this episode and, and why I'm always someone who like loves talking about celebrity discourse is because we learn so much about what other people believe through their criticism of celebrity, Mm. you know, like the, um, like the discourses around like Kim Kardashian, for instance, and her like. Like, in some ways, like, how people criticize her for, like, wanting to be famous, for, like, wanting fame. Um, I'm like, you guys know that all act, like, most actors want that, right? Right. But it's just, like, the way that, like, she is so open about it. Like, it, it really, I think, opens up, like that like the general population like doesn't like people who seem to try very hard especially women right it's the same discourse around Hillary Clinton who's a politician mm-hmm. and like i think that says so much about like what we value um and like talking about like Jennifer Lopez or like the way that we talk about you know women like Kate Winslet like who gets to um like be elegant and have privacy and like who doesn't get to have those things like those are gendered and they're raced and i think like just being more reflective about like the way that we talk about celebrities i think is like really important because i think it is really revealing of like sexism and racism and like all like all of this stuff like celebrities are the conduit through most people will tell you their ideas about these things Mm -hmm. without telling you their ideas about these things yeah yeah wow
0: But, uh, you know, one thing that we like to do at the end of these episodes is uh, play a little bit of a game, uh, have a little fun in games. And this month, the game was designed by Diana.
2: Yes, hello. All right, so our game today... Um, is based off of a New York Times article that was released in November of 2020, um, compiled by Manola Dargis and A.O. Scott, called The 25 Greatest Actors of the 21st Century So Far. So there's only 25. I'm going to give you some actors, and you are going to try to guess where on the list they
4: fall. (laughs) You may agree, you may
2: disagree. If you know Manola Dargis' and A.O. Scott's work... Um, I think it will be easy to guess. You'll have a later, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so uh, are we ready?
0: As we'll ever be. Yeah, sure, yeah.
2: All right, so our like first... I I'm gonna win this one. <laughs> <laughs> our first actor is Melissa McCarthy, is Ooh. on this list. Where oh. do we think she falls? What number?
0: Okay, I think this is like a fun pick, okay? So I think they're going to put it definitely in the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is the New York Times. Is A.O. Scott and Manola Dargis? They want something fun and populist. But I don't think it's going to crack the top half. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. eighteen.
3: Oh, that's what I was going to say.
0: Well, you got to pick a different one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Reached into my brain and pulled that number right out.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say twenty-one. Okay.
0: Wow.
3: Well, then I'm
2: going thirteen. Okay. Ooh,
0: Crystal wow. is
2: closest. She is number 22. Ooh. And she is uh, one number above Mahershala Ali.
0: Okay, then. What? All right. <laughs> Love this list. Love this list.
4: <laughs> you.
1: Okay, so anything can happen in this yes. list. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like...
0: I wonder who, like, <laughs> so was more... So he's number
1: 22? So he's 23. 23. 23. Mm-hmm. Oscar winner.
0: Do you think Mahershala or Melissa was more <laughs> shocked?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what, though? Okay. Melissa McCarthy, she knows how to... She an actor. Oh, she, she oh, can yeah. do it. She,
0: she deserves can. a... a she, they both deserve to be on this list. For sure.
2: All right. Our next actor, who is also someone that I considered, briefly is Keanu Reeves.
0: Mm. Keanu. Love him. I love
2: that he's on this list, honestly. I love that he's on this list. People don't usually, like...
0: Don't think of him as this century.
2: As an actor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't love him
1: for his acting. Okay, (laughs) wow. I'm (laughs) joking. I love him. One of my favorite movies is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Love it. And he's awful in that movie, and I love it. Like, (laughs) he makes (laughs) terrible in a lot of movies. His accent is awful. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) There's bloody... Bloody wolves! Like he's terrible. <laughs> that sounded beautiful to Thank me. Thank you. Yeah. That was great. Um, I love
2: him. Um, Keanu's school of acting with Crystal. <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> you. It's another podcast. Um, that we're gonna business. Big-
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: I feel like Keanu was having. He had a great twenty twenty in the press.
3: Oh, yeah. People hmm. love him
2: as a person.
0: People he seems love him like right the one
2: now. nice man in Hollywood. Right. That's true. Yeah. There are always yeah. just
3: pictures of him riding the subway like a normal human. Mm-hmm. Is this? Is it?
1: Yeah. I think so. Ooh, yeah, I don't know I do where too. to put him. This one's like really
0: tricky. I think, okay, I'm going to just say they put him at 11. That's, shut up! This is literally
3: what I was going to say! Get out of my
0: too head! Too bad. Patrick,
3: get out of my head! No. I am shut up!
0: Your social security number is. <laughs>
1: Get it out. Um, I'm gonna say
0: twenty. Mother okay. Girl.
1: Okay.
2: What did you say again, Patrick? Eleven. Eleven twenty. I'm going with eighteen. Oh, you were all dead wrong. What? He is number four. <gasps> four. Wow. One you... above Miss Nicole Kidman. <laughs>
0: Oh, what? that's fine. Well, I,
3: don't, I don't care about that either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I mean, I like Nicole Kidman, kinda, but mm.
1: <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time, like, thinking of a movie.
2: What is the rationale? There's no rationale. Okay. I don't okay. know what the rationale okay. is. They don't tell me. They John, don't say John it anywhere.
0: Wick. John Wick.
2: Oh yeah, John. He's doing is the John good. Wick franchise. Okay. 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 Yeah.
0: Oh, and the Matrix was this. The sequels were this century. Yeah. Were they? Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: they were. Mm-hmm. Still,
0: those not mm-hmm. No, I know, but mm-hmm. we're talking about
1: good movies. Movie star. But, I'm thinking of the acting specifically. Okay, all right. Wait,
3: was Thumbsucker this century?
0: You guys, we're talking about stars, okay. not. You're right.
1: Okay, okay.
3: I yeah. liked him in Thumbsucker. It's one of my favorite roles of his. So good. So good.
1: Okay. I'm, my okay. mind is, I'm, I don't know what to do anymore. All right.
2: Our next actor is Oscar Isaac. Ooh. I have
0: no idea. He's very good.
3: I'm going before Patrick. Let <laughs> me say my name. Yeah, memory. no, no, no. Sure. I love nervous. that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, say 18 again
0: (laughs) 18 feels so safe I almost did that too I don't he I feel like they would put him right in the middle so no I'm gonna say 25 somebody has to be 25 I'm gonna say it's him
2: I'm gonna say 10 Ooh!
0: Whoa! He
2: is number fourteen. Oh. oh! Only one above Mr. Michael B. Jordan. Well. Wow.
0: wow! He should be higher. <laughs> yeah. Huh?
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: okay. And for very difficult list.
0: Yeah, this is a tough, tough one.
2: For the final question, okay, I'm going to give you the top two actors. And you're going to tell me which one you think is number one. Wow. So Isabelle Luper or Denzel Washington? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean. You just said no. This feels tricky because
3: I feel like it's backwards, but maybe that's the trick. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. Microphone check.
0: So (laughs) is this a, did they go for the stunt?
3: I think she's number one.
0: Yeah, okay. I I think you gotta go Isabella.
3: I mean that's what I wanna say because that feels like opposite day. Mm-hmm. But,
2: but <laughs> well, I guess, guess I'll go what? Denzel. It's Denzel Watch. Yeah, it's Denzel! <laughs> yay, yay! Yeah.
0: Congrats, Denzel! Uh, finally! Mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm that not
2: That is correct. That's cool.
0: Some recognition. <laughs>
3: the correct answer is Denzel.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the biggest movie star. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the biggest movie star? Yeah, oh, well it's Denzel.
1: We're all thrown off now. <laughs> I Again. Oh.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that about it does it for this exploration of uh, stars. I think we really got to the bottom of it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Well, thank thank you very much Gorge. to Dana for that <laughs> no. serenade. Hey. Uh, thank you, Diana, and a big thanks to Crystal for joining us. It's been really fun to have you. And if thank you, you, you like our new
2: theme song, leave a comment.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely. Rate and review us if you'd like us to reach a, a wider audience. And uh, thanks so much for stopping by Seattle.
4: Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
2: Center is a podcast from Filmstreams, a nonprofit organization dedicated to enhancing the cultural environment of Omaha, Nebraska, and surrounding areas through film. We operate two beautiful cinemas, the Ruth Sokoloff Theater in North Downtown and the historic Dundee Theater.
3: Filmstreams receive support from the National Endowment for the Arts and the Nebraska Arts Council. Our new releases programming is supported by the Douglas County Visitor Improvement Fund. We're also supported by thousands of FilmStreams members. This is for you.
0: I can't remember anything without you.
2: That's very sweet, but try, okay? Okay.
3: Until next time, we'll see you in the best seats in the house, back row center.